So I kind of want to look at Tudor Rass record for Providence because he played, I think, a year and a half down there. Yeah. I know they made, I know they made it deep. I want to know what he did in, like, game six and game sevens down in Providence. <laughs> oh, that's what you want to get into, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> do, you, do, uh, do you think he's back next year? Uh, th- I mean, yes, I do. Um, and I don't think that's just the homer in me. I don't think you're going to move a $7 million contract. I don't think, I think that if you try to move him and it's not where he wants to go, he can just retire and not give a shit because right. I think his family likes being in Boston. And if his daughter's really got a bunch of health issues, why wouldn't you want to be there? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the only way you want to get rid of me, throw him out there on the, uh, the expansion draft and see if, see if Seattle is desperate enough to take them. I think that's the only way you really get them, get um, them out of there. So the expansion draft is not this year. You're right. It's, it's, it's next year. after next season and Tuka is not even under contract. Yep. So, so. I still, I just don't know how he comes back from this personally. Um, <sighs> just, it's not that it's not the fact that he left. It's that he left in the middle of a series. And now, especially because who, uh, who know Jesus, because uh, Halak looks so bad. Yeah, um, um, I, gotta, it, I mean, I gotta kind of, as a dad, I gotta yeah, kind of no. say I see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, but it's, it's, it's I, I, like... I, I can't say that I would go play. I mean, I might try and come back once everything is settled and, and have yeah, that so as part of it. But it I sounded it's, it sounded like he it was a kind of a pre-existing issue. He knew this could be a problem. So what makes you? I, what I think it's going to be, I think it's really his wife just couldn't handle the kids on her own. Is what I think it's going to be because Don, because because Sweeney came out right away and says it's a family issue, but no one's really hurt. So stuff like that makes me think right away that it's not that a huge issue. And that's just me, maybe because I'm just you know reading into it too much. What uh, the GM said right away, but I think if it was a real health issue that Kathy would have been in on the decision and Yo, stuff like that. Hey, what's up, man? I just, I think that Cassidy would have been in the in on the decision, um, you know. Yeah. I, again, if it was something pre-existing and was gonna kind of pop off, Tyler, we're just talking about if we think Tuca's gonna be back next year. We're, uh, we're waiting for Justin. I'm sorry if I left you in the waiting room for a minute. I was looking at something else. That was fun. No worries. Jimmy was wondering Tuca Rask's stats down in uh, Providence. Yeah, for uh, winner go home games. I bet they're not good. 07 through 09, he played in 07, 08, he played 45 games. He, he was good down there. In the regular season, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, let's see, playoffs. They don't have playoffs for him right there, do they? No, nah, they don't have the AHL playoffs right now. But check it out on Hockey Reference. I bet you if you didn't want to do a dig dive, you just go there. If he had known it was going to be like – an actual, like, I might have to leave kind of thing, then I kind of wish he hadn't gone because then you could have prepared exactly. Halak better. You could have pe- prepared Vladar. You would have known – or Vladar, excuse me. You would have known what you were getting from the guy because Cassidy said he'd never even seen him play. Like, that's you. I, I get it. You're in charge of the big club, but you want to see who's on the little club, don't you? So I, I, have, I have his last year here in Providence – in the playoffs, his last game as a Providence Bruin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. It was a game one, two, three, four. It was a game five. Fair fitting. 
Um, he gave up four. He gave up four goals on thirty-seven shots. So that's a very Tuka Rask line right there. If I've ever seen one. Wow, he looks so. Thirty-four goals. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> four, 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 <laughs> four goals on thirty-seven shots. Four goals on thirty-seven shots. It's uh four uh based on with well, the time off ice because they pulled the goalie. I'm assuming <laughs> his 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 GAA was uh four point oh three. His save percentage was uh eight ninety two. So yeah, I was gonna say that was like an eight ninety something. Yikes, that's awful. Yep. So, who, so what do they got to do in the off season? For I mean, not bring Chara back. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, he's gonna be back though. That's the thing. He's he gonna be, be back. He just, there's, there's just, there's two. If if he wants to play, he's going to be back. That's yeah. the thing. I had heard he made phone calls to like Yager and some of the older guys who just like recently kind of uh, recce, you know, guys he played with. <laughs> you know, when you find out if he, you know, when do you know? I mean, he just he's looks slow. Um, he, I think he had like 19 minutes on the season was his average compared to Charlie McAvoy's 25 or something like that. So hold on. So Dave, just go back to two rask. I just pulled up his uh, 2008 game six second round stats. Oh, uh, you're gonna you're, you sound like you're hard already. Oh my god, on 21 shots, five goals, a goals against average of 6.41, save percentage of 762. Oh wow. yes. <laughs> oh god this man nothing gets me going more than watching two rats suck numbers wow you're, you're just a bad person sometimes jimmy i'm a horrible person i know right <laughs> <laughs> oh god but i take that I, i'll take that <laughs> let's see oh, in, in the nhl two rask playoffs he is a 926 save percentage 220 goals against in the playoffs in seven nhl uh, years. It's not too bad. Better than those numbers you were just spewing out. Uh, I am recording already because, you know, it's oh, yeah, make sure you're recording. To, and it's embarrassing to have to listen <laughs> to myself all the time. Oh, that's right. You, you text me like, I did it again. I just, I st- I couldn't help but laugh. And then I said something to my wife. She goes, yeah, it's been happening a lot lately. I go, yeah, I'm a fuck up. You know this. Tuca got pulled in that game in uh, 2008. Oh my god. Or, or, yeah, to the, oh man, that's phenomenal. So in winner go home games in the AHL, he has an eight forty four save percentage. <laughs> oh my god! We were just kind of getting people. Jimmy asked if uh, <laughs> you think Tuke is going to be back, so we were kind of warming up with that right there. <laughs> and I found some. And I found, and I found some great Tuka Rass stats. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, you yeah, know I, how I, you know how Jimmy looking, loves bad Tuka stats. I was. Oh, I was listen. So I was look, I was looking up his last two numbers or his last his, his winner go home games in the AHL, and I'm gonna start with his most recent one. So 2009, he um, played a game five and he gave up uh, four goals on 37 shots, and so that's a two grass number a four a 403 goals against with an 892 save percentage, but it gets better. His last game in 2008, so I guess technically his rookie year. So, but he gave up five goals on 21 shots. I'm like, yes, he, this guy sucks. <laughs> Yo, G- Jimmy. Oh, but by the way, uh, Dave, you're recording, right? Yes, uh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> sorry, 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 dude. <laughs> uh, it's funny because I, I forgot the first half 
last week and the week before. I forgot the second half, so hopefully they can get it all together this week. Hey, third time's a charm. I was combined. You basically have a whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh God, that's too funny. Well, uh, honestly, Jimmy, if um, I think if you look to his game seven stats in the playoffs, I think he has. Like, I think he's one game above five hundred. I'm pretty sure. I think he's like four and three in game sevens or whatever. However, mm. however, the thing is, is with those games, the opposing team scored at least three or four goals. And his offense in front of him had to put up at least, if not more than that, to win those I games. I love it. Love it, love See, it, love it, love it. I remember looking at that stats last year because people were like, well, he has a winning record in game sevens, guys. I'm like, but look at how he's playing those game sevens and his yeah. offense has had to bail him out. So yeah, Jake DeBrusk had to turn it into freaking Wayne Gretzky one year. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm all set. What, what the hell happened to DeBrusk, by the way? Like, he, he still has a concussion from Nazem Kadri last year. He can't talk about it. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been the same all year, right? Am I, is that just me, or is he has not been the same all year? Uh, no, I just I just feel like he just disappears. He falls off the map. Like you had Kasha, you at least saw him almost every single game. But yeah, I can't Ka- say the same about Kasha. Drives me freaking bananas, dude. Oh yeah, I'll, so I'll, 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 I'll say that, but man, he's one he's one of those Peter Shirelli like players right there, who can't find the freaking back of the net. If it was gaping hole, he he'd hit high glass every freaking time. Well, you know what, Jimmy? Like, like, do what I see with this team. And honestly, I, I, I was a little blinded by it. Not going to lie. I was totally blinded by it. I think a lot of us were. But I think what we realized, especially from this year's playoffs, is our best players, they are very good, but they're not they're great. Not Overrated. Not great. DeBrusque, I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. He's a third-line third left-winger on uh, a deep team, say, like Tampa or something like I've that. I've been saying that Bergeron's overrated for the last four years. Thank you. For I know, Jimmy. No, you, no, you're right. I mean, Bergeron, he's one of the best two-way, two-way centers in the game for sure, but he lacks that elite offensive capabilities, but like, say, is, a guy like he, Brandon is Point. Is he overrated or is he just getting old? You, but you know do, what? Do, Let's do talk you know, about that on the actual oh, podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dave. Getting into it. I have I have no idea how to go back and tie this all in, so let's just. <laughs> you are recording it, so we are recording. So, Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn doing what they do best. I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. Point to Kucherov. I'm here to pick a fight with second place. That is a slash. They couldn't have crushed a grape. And you can spare me. It's not whether you win or lose or how you play the game bullshit. I guarantee you whoever said that lost the game. David Pasternak from David Krejci. And the Bruins win it in Sunday. <laughs> the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Scales. Joining us once again is Justin Ventola. Justin, how are you? Good guys. How you doing? Good, thanks. And joining us once again is Jimmy Shea. Jimmy was on an airplane last week texting me about uh, my idiotic moves of not hitting record. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for, thanks for having me back. 
And it took me a couple of days to get it out, but I got it out. I got the podcast out on uh, Monday before Game Five, which you know, going back, I got some freezing cold takes on that one, as far as the hockey's concerned. Tyler, I know you you were working the other night, but did you uh, catch any of the overtime? I catched the entire overtime. That's the only period I watched because I just could not watch uh, the Bruins play Game Five. I I just had that huge feeling they were going to lose. Yeah, I got home from work in time for the overtimes, and I just had that nasty pit in my stomach the whole time. Uh, which one of you guys was watching Harry Potter? <laughs> it was definitely me, Dave, <laughs> or at least trying to. I was, trying, I was also trying to stay very clear of uh, Game 5 the other day. Um, ended up watching it towards the end and watching the overtime inevitably, but holy smokes. <clears throat> that was a nail-biter for sure. Jimmy, were you, uh, were you down on earth at that point, or...? Uh, for the game five, you said? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I was watching game five. Well, part bits and pieces of it. I watched every single Tampa goal, let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> because I'm superstitious, so as soon as I saw them score the first goal, I was like, I'm done watching this. So I kind of put my computer to the side, started uh, you know, watching something else, kind of looked over, oh, it's 1-1. All right, start watching it. They score again. All right, I'm done. Put it away, and we tied it to overtime. I could not watch overtime, so – and then I saw the classic Bruins soft goal to lose in overtime like we see every year. And uh, for some reason this year I was expecting it, so I actually wasn't that heartbroken. <laughs> well, I, I'm just – I'm <laughs> real disappointed that for the, what, second time in three years you lose to the Lightning 4-1 uh, to one in a series. And, and both you times have some, won you have some one. bad calls against you and you can't overcome that. I, I think one of the things that we we're, we've – some people have been saying, but we're really learning is that you can't go with such undersized players on the same side of the ice and not oh, so many of them. You're telling me, you know, you get two lefty that are under six feet. Marshawn's under six feet on the left side. You know, it, it's kind of lopsided. It's like if uh, you put a 400 pound man in the back of a canoe, the thing would tip over. Freaking willies, dude. Not, not fat shaming guys. Not fat shaming. All right. Nobody hears that much. <laughs> so, it, I feel a little insulted, Dave. For people who don't know, and I'm sure you do by now, that uh, the Bruins went down four minutes into the second period. And Andre Palat with his fifth of the year, David Pasternak at about 12 minutes into the period, scored his third of the year. And that's what you can say. And that's another thing you can say about the Bruins in this playoff was the fact that Pasternak only had three goals through game five of the second round. You know, um, we talked a lot about the Ron Robin, and we can get back into that. Did it help him and hurt him if you want? But, you know, I just think Pasternak never really was Pasternak in the playoffs at all, if you're asking me. You know, Pasternak this year actually is going to get the Maurice Richard, Richard trophy. Did you know that? The Rock of Richard? Yeah, he's going to yes. share it with Ovi. And, you know, <laughs> I would have really liked to see the season play out and see – a race at the end of the season that yeah. would have been a nice you know nice and last two weeks in april the first two weeks in april i should say yeah i'm gonna compare him to nikita kucherov from last year's playoffs because those two had a really good regular season and now this year for some reason they were just very off in this postseason period so so i i kind of disagree with that just because i mean kucherov kind of just went right into the playoffs and flash knocks you know defense he did you know get hurt and he also had like a three-month break between you know him going off for 50 goal or almost 50 goals so yeah oh well, yeah you know, so did Pasternak he got hurt as well 
Well, that's what I'm saying. No, Pasternak, he no. kind of had a little bit of a uh, – You could say last bit. year oh, Tampa didn't Pasternak. play a mean, no. meaningful game for the last three months of the season, though, but they that's weren't very, playing hockey. That's that's true. That, that's what a lot of people thought is that, they, you know, by January they had the playoff spot locked up for crying out loud. Yeah. And it was like they didn't really play. And then when they got to the playoffs and the heat turned up, they just couldn't they couldn't uh, rise to the occasion. Yeah. Well I, I get it that I, I kinda not surprised that Pasternak didn't play as well in the postseason because we always heard that he was hurt. I mean I don't I, I just think he probably didn't want like a major injury to a cure during this postseason, so I'm not surprised he was not as good as he as was to be expected. Well, you know what, guys? I, I, honestly, I, I'm not coming around past Knock. He's, he's, great, he's a great regular season. He's proven himself in the regular season great. But I still think there's a lot of um, his immaturity showing. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy in his conference today, um, he alluded to a lower body injury, which you could tell because usually he's more of an explosive skater. But um, when you were watching him, you could tell he was slow, kind of lethargic. He wasn't as dynamic as he's usually used to. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, his past couple of postseasons have not been great by any means. Um, I, I think he gets uh, bullied and out physical, um, you know, out, yeah, outbodied a lot. Um, and also, Bruce Cassidy called him out today, which I think is good. He held him accountable. He said, hey, Kasha and Postnock did not look as conditioned as they should be. And hey, maybe a lot of that's due to the fact that when he came here, he, you know, screwed around. He had a quarantine again, was away from the team. I think he's seeing a lot of his immaturity. So I love Posnock. I think he can be an absolute elite dominant right wing in this league. But he's still immature. He's still young. And I think he has a lot to prove. Definitely some immaturity on that. that uh, to the, slow, the slowness factor, I thought that whole first line looked slow. There was a couple of games where um, it looked like Marshawn really like willed himself to rise it up a little bit. I'm not going to give him any shit for the playoffs this year. But, I mean, it, Bergeron just didn't look as quick as he used to. Um, and you can get into that whole overrated that we were jarring about before the show, Jimmy, if you want. But um, I just – I think that whole top line in general just never clicked. And I think a lot could be to, you know, coming into camp out of shape. And uh, I didn't hear the press conference today with uh, Cassidy, but uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Definitely worth uh, yeah, it. Was, yeah, it was it was a good press conference. First of all, I guess this is more of a, a public address announcement to everybody who kind of you know either watches or talks about <laughs> hockey. Can we stop calling the first line the perfection line? Can we please stop please. calling them that? It's driving me freaking bananas listening to Eddie Olchek and Doc Emmert called the perfection line. Guys, this is not 2013 anymore with Riley Smith over there. Okay, it's not per- it's not perfect. Okay, these guys are far from perfect. My, I, yeah, yeah, the best son on the Riley ice. Smith and after seeing this, after perfect. seeing that lightning yes. series, yeah, yes. Riley Smith. After seeing that lightning playoffs. series, wrap that up. Oh God, wrap that up. All right, so Riley let's Smith. get back on track here. We're a little so, off track here. All yeah, right, sorry. Twelve minutes Bergeron, into the third yeah, period of Game Five because we only got to the first two goals here. <laughs> <laughs> I asked a question about Pasternak and I just went off the rails, but I love it. So, That's what you get. <laughs> 12 minutes into the third period, Anthony Sorelli with his second of the year makes it 2-1. to one. With about two and a half minutes to go in the game, David Krejci ties it up. Uh, David Krejci looked, looked like somebody who really wanted to play some hockey still. 
And then in the double overtime, 14 minutes into the double overtime, the absolute stud of this series, if you're asking me, Victor Hedman scores, sends Boston home for the uh, rest of the offseason. What a beast. They're probably all golfing with Tuka Rask right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Usually they make their tee times together. This time, you know, they had to catch up to him. He was already at the turn. I don't know. Uh, disappointing end to the season on what could have been great. I know that you could, if you wanted to asterisk anything, I mean, you just got to, it was just short in the season and then you had a four-month layoff. So it's kind of, it's really, it really sucks, I think. I think it sucked that um, they were unable to respond after Lausanne got picked by the linesman back in game four. And then they played like absolute shit instead of in front of uh Later, when Halak pooped his pants in uh, game four. Jimmy, yeah. we were talking about that a little bit. Did you see anything uh, from Vladar in, in net when he was there that you liked? Or are you just kind of like, what the fuck was that? Um, he's tall. That's about all I can say. It's actually good. Um, and now, mind you, uh, Dan Vladar might be a very good goalie someday. He's just raw. I mean, and it's, I feel bad. I actually feel bad for the guy. You know, you go out there your first time actually get an NHL. Um, NHL playing time is against probably one of the most elite offenses we I, we've seen in the last you know fifteen years, and although he played half the game, he didn't go, he didn't give up as many goals as Halak. He uh, he didn't look great. Um, There's a couple of saves that he should have definitely had, but as I you know definitely put a lot of his woes I guess more on the team that just didn't show up in front of him you know once again. Um, but yeah, he he looks like he could be something someday. But as of right now, he is far from being ready. He has that um, tall, goofy presence to him. He, uh, I was reading something in the Athletic. I'm trying to find the uh, the article here about by Corey Pronman, and he was talking about how Bladar is kind of can make you some of them acrobatic saves where he's out of position because of his height. So I'll, I'd be interested to see him in some games. I uh, have to maybe try and go back and see about that, but uh, I think he's gonna be your next backup goaltender. Tyler, what do you think about that? I, I feel bad for him. I think he'll be a good goaltender, but as of right now, he's not really ready. And if he's gonna be a backup goaltender, I, I think it can definitely happen if yeah. Rask is, you know. You think you, you do you think backup next year? Because if that case, you think who's who's leaving? Halak or Rask? Halak's only on the deal, right? Isn't he? Didn't not, they, no, did they just? Too. They just signed him to an extension. Didn't they just didn't they just sign him to an extension? I they did that the, last year. Oh, damn it. Now I gotta go find those notes. <laughs> I could have sworn they just signed him to an extension. No, that's fine. I I thought that he was done. I thought he was on a one year deal. Um, but you're right, he I'm wasn't on my Bruins free agent list. Yeah, he signed May first, he signed a deal, uh a one year extension. Okay, yeah, so, that, that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah May first. So okay, yeah. So he, I mean, he's going to be your your backup in the in the next couple yeah. of years. He could even be up, God knows, you know. Um, I forgot. Yeah, Sweeney's setting himself up so that he at least has a goaltender on when the uh, the draft comes. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, Justin, you had a, any oh, comment no. on the goaltender, the young goaltender, Vladar? Yes. No, sorry, Dave. I, I, honestly, I was I was going to say first of all, my first thing was like, this dude's huge. Okay, he t- he takes up most of the net standing there. And, of course, I feel really bad for him because they totally threw him into the wolves right there. Uh, but, I mean, I, I feel like Bruce Cassidy figured, hey, we're already losing anyway, so, like, what's the harm? He was down on his stomach a lot. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he was flopping around like a fish out there. And a guy of his size, 
All he needs to do, sit on his knees, put his uh, stick right in front of the five hole, and pretty much like stretch out his arms, and he pretty much covers most of the net. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like what your modern goaltender is now. How many goaltenders in the league are like these huge guys? Ben Bishop is uh, a huge example. He's just a big dude, big body, and he forces guys to pick corners. So I'm not going to get him up that much. First NHL game, he's a kid. But hopefully he learns to just basically stand tall and um, not flop around like he was because he was on his stomach, from, I feel like, most of the game. But, you know, we'll see. He has some promise, so maybe he'll uh, be uh, developing something. You never know. Yeah, maybe we get the next uh, the next pick from Providence coming up, though. And, and I'll next, Marty Providence um, goaltenders. Speaking of goaltenders, uh, Jake Allen was traded to the Canadians by the Blues today. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, Jimmy and I know me and you were talking about that. Um, I think it's a good move for the Canadians. Um, yeah, they, they yeah. had three goaltenders come up, and I think they got four four wins out of them. <laughs> the whole the whole year, they got they got shelled up there with their backup goaltending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh they Carey Price he's he can he can still carry the load as a starting goalie, but he really can't do what he did you know five years ago. He's just he's not he's too injury prone. He's not. Yeah, he's not durable like that anymore. So you're gonna need someone who like who's like a Yarrowhawk who can go in there, you know, can can take, you know, thirty starts from him. So he's only starting fifty games and that way he can stay healthy. So I think Jake I think Jake Allen's perfectly for that. Yeah, they need it. I think you're gonna see a lot more um teams kind of try that one A, one B like Boston's doing, because I mean you can give your backup more games than you would normally and keep your number one fresher. Um, Tyler? Oh, wait, you, yeah, little, you did that, right? I'm sorry. I'll shut up. After you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, guys. At least I'm recording. Yeah. Least, uh, yeah, it's a good move for the Canadians. And Alan's a great goaltender for them. It's, it's unfortunate for the Bulls to lose a goaltender like that. I guess they're putting a lot of promise in Jordan Bennington, although he did not have a good postseason this year. But we'll see what happens. I mean... Maybe we'll get a good, good goaltender for a good backup instead of Vladar. Let's see what happens. So we all know that uh, moving forward, I guess the big question is what is in the future for Boston? Um, you can talk about Sweeney. Uh, I know I tweeted out from this account about it, and uh, Roger Tyler's father got back at me about Sweeney and Cassidy. And uh, Justin, you had some stuff to say about Sweeney last week. Um, he's not gonna. I don't think he's really gonna get fired this season, but he should be on a short leash for next season. You know, I think his by far his best trade was Coyle and Johansson last season. You know, say what you want about the Nash trade. You know, maybe you should have checked into his concussion history a little bit better, I suppose, before you gave up that number one or got a little more for him. Wouldn't given up that number one draft pick, but you can't you can't really fault the guy for getting the concussion. Um, and, you know, his drafts have been average with, you know, everybody pisses a moment about 2015. Um, and who wants to start us off on Sweeney this week? I'll, I'll start. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> go for Jimmy. It's okay. I got, I, I got, my, uh, I got my words, but you, please okay. go for it. Sweet. I don't understand why. I don't understand why Sweeney's getting a lot of slack here. I think he's been uh, above average, if not pretty good. Uh, above average, if not very good as a GM for us. Um, people are talking about the trade deadline. I think he did a pretty good job. If 
Uh, if Kasha actually shows up on time, I think he's a um, a very good score for that second line. If he can actually put the puck in, or yeah, if he can actually put the puck in the net, uh, he's one of these uh, snake bit guys that the Bruins oh, love to get. So can, maddening all hey, all playoff. Oh, bright, uh, wide open net. Let's go high glass because that's exactly what we need to be shooting. Um, instead of just trying to get the puck on net. All and then you know I don't really hold uh, him getting Richie against him. Richie really didn't fit, but Richie was a very high regarded prospect. So the fact he didn't work in uh, a system like Anaheim does not mean he's not going to work in every system. So when you have a chance to get rid of a bust or a bum like Heinen for a a, a, t- a secondary, uh, I feel a, personally attacked, yeah, Jimmy. It, well, it, that was right at you. Um, for a, a for a second line winger to go with Krejci and a elite prospect at the time, maybe now you know a good prospect. You have to take that trade. Now everybody's gonna compare it to last year's trade of Coyle and, jo- and Johansson, and that just worked out perfectly. It couldn't work out any better. Um, it, but that's like trying to compare all of Peter Shirelli's deals to the Peverly uh, Kelly trade in 2011, where they went to the cup. You're not gonna hit home runs to everyone. I think he hit a double on uh, the Kasha uh, single with the uh, you know with the Richie signing. I think he's been okay. His drafts have been. Pretty good. If you get a decent player, and DeBrusque is a borderline top six winger, um, I think he's done pretty good. Um, Sweeney, on the other hand, has been awful in the postseason. His lineups have been a- uh, AHL at best at times. Um, Wait, Sweeney? You mean, yes. you mean oh, sorry, Cassidy? Sorry. Cassidy. Thank you, Cassidy. Um, he's not getting enough heat for me in the, in the uh, city of Boston right now. I think he should be on a short leash. I know the team has grasped, uh, uh, slowly gotten better over the years. Well, guess what? They took a huge step back this year by not going at least to the conference uh, championship there. And um, the fact that he uh, just doesn't have a good feel for the line at times. It feel like with the whole uh, – we're going back to the Vladar thing. I don't know why he pulled the lockdown. That was most, one of the most uh, dumb things. I, I remember screaming out on TV, why did you pull him? Yes, Halak's not been good, and you're trying to get that spark, but you don't throw a rookie goalie uh, into a game like that in game what, game that was game three, and they're getting blown out already. You don't do that. You let you let Halak take his licks there. That's just my, my thought of the two. Yeah, his first mistake was putting those seven defensemen on the. Uh, Thank you. That, that, in that what, game, what the hell is that? You're trying, you're trying to match Tampa. Tampa doesn't have their their most elite score in Steven Stamkos, and that is why they're going with seven defensemen. You don't. It's a. It's you're sitting down, and it's just it drives me insane how he doesn't get any. I mean, it's like he's the Bergeron of coaches here in Boston. It <laughs> doesn't get any crap for it, and I'm wow. really sick of this. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing how he does not play Bjork or Coleman on there, but he plays John Moore on a forward fourth line. I didn't know John Jor- Moore was even on the team anymore. I, th- I thought he retired until I saw him. I'm like, oh, God. This- <laughs> you were kind of saying that last week. Like, a- when was the last like- time you saw John Moore play? Because you, I'm like- you gave us the lineup while we were recording. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like 27. I'm like, is that Glenn Murray out there? No. Who the hell is 20? 20- I'm like, oh, God, it's this guy. Steve Hines. Freaking, Steve Hines. Freaking, freaking cinder blocks for feet over <laughs> here. Can't freaking move. Yeah, you know how you got me going. I got fired up with Cassidy. He's – gosh. All right, someone else go. Tyler, what are your thoughts on Sweeney? <laughs> oh, Sweeney's great, man. He's done so much for this team. Uh, Coil and Johansson. I think, we need a, I think we need a kindness sandwich here. We got the shit on the outside, so Tyler, come in with the kindness. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a good uh, – Sweeney's been great. I'd keep him for at least two more years or three even. I think he'll pull out like, a really good trade he, next year. He did win GM of the year last year, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You going to fire him a year after that? I know. I, I don't think so, right? 
Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Uh, yeah. But I, I think he should be on the short list because we, we're still talking about the same problems today that we would talk we would have been talking about last year had we run this uh, this podcast. Yeah, no. Uh, I always express my uh, a lot of my opinions on Don Sweeney. I think he's done a media. Uh, see, I'm, I'm a verse here with Jimmy. I, I totally take what he said about uh, Sweeney and Cassie. Switch him for me. Um, I think Sweeney's been mediocre at best. Dave, you just alluded to a huge thing. We still have the same problems now as we did four years ago, or however long it's been since he's come over. Yeah, four he's years a, ago. That was around the time Shirelli was fired, I believe. Yep. So he's, uh, I, I give him credit for the cap space. He's, you know, tried to do his best to kind of finagle our cap situation. Albeit, he's part of the reason why we're in such a mess anyways. Uh, David Backus, two words right there. Matt Pulaski. Matt Jimmy Hayes. I think in the drafts, he's gotten lucky with a few players, but it's hard to tell with the draft because a lot of them take a lot of time to develop, so you can't really grade them yet. However, that 2015 draft, I think, still hurts them today, and had and he whiffed on all three of those picks. I I'm honestly don't even want to give him DeBrusque because I don't think DeBrusque is much of anything. Again, he's failed to address that. All he did was get out, go out and get Rick Nash, which was looked good on the surface but didn't pan out. Listen. Tampa gave up a lot. They gave up three, three first-round picks, um, a lot of prospects, some NHL players. But guess what? They're the best team in hockey right now. They're probably going to the Stanley Cup and winning it all, um, if not at least getting there. Um, and I think Don Sweeney's failed to address this, uh, the needs that this team has. I think he's severely overrated the team that it is now. And uh, I think he's whiffed on one too many players in draft picks, uh, plain and simple. Uh, and right now, I think he deserves to be on a very short leash. And what concerns me is I think right now the Bruins need a huge facelift and I don't trust him to make the moves necessary or the proper moves to be able to make this team not only remain a playoff team, but also totally in a way we build them to become a team that's capable of dominating for years to come. I don't trust him. I don't see it happening with him. So we'll see. All right. And Tyler, I want to get your thoughts on, I, I, I feel like I, I kind of cut you off a little on Sweeney, and I apologize. So if you want to circle back around on that, please do. But I do want to get your thoughts on Cassidy as well. I don't know how he'll do next season. It, it's If he plays horrible next season, if he does not bring us to at least the second round or does not even make the playoffs, I think he's done. I don't know how this team is going to be next year because we're possibly losing Krug, our best defenseman. I, I, the defense has just been looking very stale especially during this postseason. Uh, I don't think Cassidy is going to be as good as he was the past couple of years before. But, again, we'll have to see what happens. He's been an okay coach for me. He's like a probably a 7 out of 10. What do you think about Jimmy's comments that Cassidy didn't have a feel for the lineup? Right? You, you said something to that extent, Jimmy? Yeah, I said that he doesn't always have an in-game him feel uh, for when it's time to uh, either bench or move a player up or pull the goalie or switch goalies or then even like uh, pregame with his lineup making, I just don't feel like he has a real feel for it. So you think he's the John Farrell of hockey? I don't know. John Farrell at least won something. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself there. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I'm going to compare Bruce Cassidy to Jake DeBrusque for a minute. He is both hot at one time, and then he is cold on another. That's how it is. He was hot during that Carolina series, 
And then for the Tampa Bay one, I, something just ha- weird just happened to Cassidy. Yeah, he was a I coach. Mean, yeah, it's like he's both a hot and then a cold coach. It's like one minute he knows what he's doing, and then the second he doesn't. Yeah, he was, he, he was easily outcoached. Uh, he would complain about the refs, but then Tampa Bay would complain about the refs, and Tampa Bay got more of the calls. And now, granted, game four, I believe, that was just an absolute shit show on their part. Yes, they Richie uh, call was kind of shitty, and that really sucked. But, I mean, they lost all composure in that game. Tyler, I've never actually uh, agreed more with one of your similes than right there. That is spot on. <laughs> I don't know. I think you guys got it, got it backwards here. I, I, I Listen, I, I think Cassie's made some questionable decisions. Sometimes I don't like how he switches up lines so easily. Other times I feel like he should switch them up more. But I think for the most part, since Cassie's gotten here, he's, he's done a pretty damn good job with what he's had. And I, I think at one point during – I don't think it was this past year, but maybe the season or two beforehand – at one point, he had literally an AHL roster that he was working with at the NHL level, and he was able yeah, to like one, produce. He it. has one line, and then he has, and then he has McAvoy, and then he has an AHL oh, roster. Well, you know what I mean? And, 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 and he did well. Um, and and I, again, I think this series, yeah, I think he definitely like was was fumbling a little bit. But with that being said, so is the entire team. You know, again, I think we just alluded to it. Tampa's a, a freaking wagon. Last year, Bruins got very lucky. They didn't have to face either teams. And so they faced teams that they were clearly better than. Um, and so I, I just think we just have to be careful here because I think he's a good coach. Um, I think he made a drastic change in the team, particularly when he took over, especially about team mentality and whatnot. Um, but I think he's still growing as a coach because he's still a young guy as, a, as it is. Um, he made some question calls this series, but I think he's the coach to be. And Tyler, I'm sorry, Troy Krug is not their best defenseman. If he was uh, – 6'3", 220 pounds, and could actually play in his own ends, I would say he's probably one of the best defensemen in the league. But, but, but honestly, undersized. Uh, his offense barely even showed, showed through this postseason. Um, I, I'm done with Troy Krug. So, Justin, uh, so who do you think is the best defenseman on our team? Charlie McAvoy. Carlo. Dan Carlo. Okay, Carlo, Carlo I can understand. Also- McAvoy, no. No, I think he, I he was horrible Mac- this postseason. Mac- this postseason for me. We talked some crap about McAvoy this postseason, but he put his big boy pants on in this. In this, yeah, series, but I believe. All right, the part, yes, you can see he why did. he's going to be your next number one when Chara retires, whether it's this I've, season or next. Yeah, um, he definitely will be. So, so I. I, I to answer your question, I think Carlos is the best defenseman here um, on this team. I think all around he's the best defenseman. Best player um, out of the defensive core is Charlie McAvoy. He, he just, he's uh, explosive. I just think that he kind of takes too many plays off for me. So just, just follow up on your point there, Justin, before we um, assume, move on to a different topic. Um, uh, I will change my stance on uh, Sweeney and the Cassidy argument after this offseason if they just decide – to bring back the same crew. They bring back uh, Chara, and they don't trade Krejci at a high point after he's had a pretty decent postseason because, oh, the names and the fans love these guys, and they bring back the same crew, then it's time for him to be in the hot seat because some changes need to be done here, and if they start bringing back the same players who are definitely old and definitely lost at least two steps in, in Chara's case, it's time to move on from these guys, and it's time to get Bergeron the sea. And stuff like that. I hate that they're going to do this. So I'm assuming I'm going to be on your same page as you come, uh, I guess, November. But I agree. I have to get, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt because I think he's done an okay job uh, so far this year, or is in his tenure as a GM. 
yeah, no, to, honestly, Jimmy, I, I, I agree with that. I, that's my biggest fear, is that he's going to bring everyone back. I honestly, I wanted to bring back two players. Bergeron and Marshan, that's it. The rest of the core, bye. Later. See I'll ya. bring back Pasternak, but we'll have to see. Well, I mean, Pasternak, that's an obvious one, but I'm talking like the old core, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but you should, you should yeah. definitely. Uh, I think I agree. Sweeney should entertain some offers on pretty much anybody other than those three. Uh, maybe Mac. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 if someone wants to blow you away for Bergeron, I would take. Uh, his groin is is an apparent issue every year at this point, and it would suck that he would never wear the seed in Boston. But that's a fan speaking, as you know, an actual like hockey. You know, someone looking at just the numbers, he's not. I mean, he's he's still phenomenal. He's still a top twenty-five player in the league. But if someone wants to blow you away because they want a, a top center and, and they're willing to give you, you know, draft picks and stuff like that, you, you have to at least entertain it. You, you'd have to. I mean, the fans would go insane, which would make me hilarious. It would make me. I'd be so awesome. Like, can't I can't get the words out. I see. It would be about that. How much? The fans uh, I see. Um, Jimmy, did you? Yeah. I wouldn't. I going off of that. Do I wouldn't mind is how Nashville and Columbus did that trade um, for their top center, uh, Johansson, and then yeah. they traded Seth Jones. Like how, like, oh, we'll yep. give you Bergeron for your number number one left demon. Yes, yep. I do That's, that. I do yeah, that. I would too. Um, and Tyler, you said that Krug is probably probably gone. Krug is one hundred percent gone. He's not. He's not coming yes. back. Not coming yeah. back. No. no, he. They tried to go home down discount. He was thinking, you know, like six point five, and yeah, I, I hear came I, in at yeah. like five point five. No, he's not. He's going away. I hear he you wants know? seven. That's what I've heard. I've heard he wants seven. Yeah, he's That's not that much. He's not that much. No way. And he's worth he's, it. He's I, worth I, it. I think Krug so. is one of the better power play, if not top three uh, power play defensemen in the entire league. I uh, think he's he, the best, he, actually. Yeah, yeah which I mean, is why I say that he is the best defenseman because he is just then, amazing offensively. Different terminology there. Yeah. Offensive defenseman, sure. I'll give you that. He's definitely their best offensive defenseman on the entire team. But your defensemen, by definition, need to be able to play defense, which he can play well, some defense, but his look, size and Grizzly's size is a liability on this team. I look especially at, when you go up against a, a fucking brick house like Tampa Bay. I was like, God, God. No, society. I, I'll just go off that day. You brought up a really good point. Um, Victor Hammond, Doug, uh, Duncan Keith. Um, oh my gosh, I forget the last one. Um, but anyway. John Carlson too. I mean, sure, sure, sure. Like John Carlson, he's put up a little bit more. But other than that, I never saw really um, Victor Hammond on any power play units. Yeah, I don't think I wouldn't consider him the best power play defenseman at, at all. But he's the best defenseman in the league. So oh, yeah, sure. exceptional power, power, power play skills for sure. But I would rather him suck in the power play, but be a beast in his own end than be a, you know what I mean? Yeah, he probably know, kills penalties like a motherfucker. So, so Krug, so Krug is, uh, I hate doing the cross sports thing, but he's like, a, he's like an amazing kick returner. Um, he's a great specialist. So he's not a great, Devin you know, Hester. running back. He's, he's Devin Hester, Corderell Patterson. Like he's that kind of player who's, ex, he's explosive. Uh, in one part of the game, AKA the power play. But then you put him on like actual playing time and he's, Good, he's serviceable, but he's not going to wow you because he's just not that kind of player. Personally, you know, Percy Bergeron's fucking base salary is $875,000. Of course, the Bruins somehow finesse that so they still well, can get yeah, he's the got cap. a $3.5 million signing bonus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a catch there. <laughs> yeah, that's the catch, but and then Mashan, I mean, he's better, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, that's that's the leadership of Bergeron, too, I would think, too. Give me, give me my money, but 
you know, how's it going to help you the best? <laughs> Sorry, I've just been looking up some of uh, the salary cap stuff because, I mean, we all know that Krug. I mean, Tyler, I think you just found out if you didn't know before, but Krug is gone. Krug is absolutely gone. He had nine, was it nine goals and 40 assists for 49 points this year? He was a minus four, 40 blocks, 61 games. And that's 5.25 coming off your books right there because, like we said, we all think he wants seven, seven plus. Um, Chara looks old. If he retires, I'll, I'll be happy for him. He's given us, what, 14 years here in Boston as fans. They've been all pretty damn good years. But five, five goals, nine assists, plus 26 and 101 blocks in 68 games. For two million bucks, that's a bargain. But I just, I think he becomes a liability, just like your your younger, smaller defenseman. And then we all want to know where the hell did Jake DeBrusco in the playoffs? You know, where you have three goals, two one game. He looked like, you know, you kind of. I was kind of hoping that he was going to catch fire. Doesn't break the twenty goal plateau again this year. He's got nineteen goals, sixteen assists. Was a minus one. Uh, under a million dollar cap hit. He's a restricted free agent. I mean, you're probably going to sign him, but if, if somebody wants to offer me someone for Jake DeBrusque and it's, you know, a good right winger, you know, we don't know how Kosh is really going to work out considering how he came back from the, uh, into the playoffs, but he did look kind of good, but I'd like to have a backup plan. Um, yeah, it's tough to give someone like him up, but it could be a, it's like 50-50. It could either be fucking amazing or, like, very bad. Yeah, you need, more than that. you need more of that in the NHL. You definitely show some speed sometimes, but then other times he just looks like he's in cement. Yeah, you're, you're throwing him in the bargaining ship like uh, Tuka Rask and Ray Croft. Oh, yeah, so if we, trade, if we traded Ray Croft to get Tuka Rask, does that mean we could trade – Jake DeBrusk can get, I don't know, the number one tra- draft pick this year. I guess his kid's supposed to be a stud. I don't know his name, though. <laughs> <laughs> Lafreniere? Oh, yeah, Lafreniere. He's supposed to be a beast. Lafreniere. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I heard. That They were kind of afraid that if Montreal and Toronto both got bounced in the first round, one of those two teams would end up with the number one pick. It would look like a setup job. Let me see where he's from. So he's from the at- Czech Republic. Get him. I get him. <laughs> What's I'm that, trying Jimmy? to think. Oh, oh, so you said, you know, if you can trade, you know, Raycroft for Tugarask, can you trade uh, DeBrusque for someone? Who well, I was trying to think of one. The only one I can really think of who would be comparable. It's, I mean, the age doesn't match up, but if you trade him for like Joe Thornton, someone who really likes to choke in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, God. Uh, and you but, wonder why so, Dan won't return your calls. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, so. Going off, going off Jake DeBrusque real quick. I put Jake DeBrusque in the same category I used to put Heinen in, in the same category I used to put um, – I still put Charlie McAvoy in. As a restricted free agent, if they are going to be looking at getting, you know, in McAvoy's case, if someone wants to pay him $6 million a year, all right, bye, there's the door, take it. If, if someone wants to offer Jake DeBrusque $4 million a year, bye, there's the door, have a good day. Because they're not worth the money. If you should start overpaying – if you, if you – pay six seven million dollars to charlie mcavoy he's not worth it and that is the same stuff that got uh peter shirelli fired and if don's means to do that that's how i start that's how i change the course from blaming uh cassie to blame uh swing here uh, no, like like 
McAvoy's cap hit is 4.9, so what I, I mean, what, 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 but he's a free this agent. This is supposed to be a bridge contract. You think he's going to get not pay Tory Krug the seven million and then give it to McAvoy in what? Two yeah, years? I think I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think that's what's going to happen. And if and if that happens, look out because this team's in a load of hurt. If he's going to be your number one defenseman going forward, we are cooked. <laughs> Can't wait till that comes out on freezing cold takes. I really can't. Yo, I, it is funny because I, I I just know that in like like three or four years, uh, Jimmy, you're gonna be like my bad guys. I I, I didn't I didn't really say that. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I hey I'll wear it. You know I w- I was the biggest Tim Tebow guy. I said trade Brady and keep Tebow when when the Patriots had Tebow. <laughs> so I mean, hey, I I, I I'm, I'm I'm known to say Jimmy, what, love it. I, uh, I, I'm known to say what's on my mind, even if it's completely wrong. Well, you want and honestly, Jimmy, I, I agree with you because I'm not, I'm very cold on Jake DeBrusque. But like, my biggest thing though is like, the Bruins have no wingers. They have Marshan and Pasternak. Who do they have outside of that? No one. They have really no one. I'm no just one. like I, I I want them, and I think that's a huge part of the Brock Bob problem up front for them too. Is like, I mean, I like myself some power forwards. I know they have, don't have great uh, shelf life. But they need guys like you know, you know, uh, like like a Mark Stone or so. I know they don't grow on trees, but like you know, you need some of those guys who just who are big bodies and can get to front of the net. Look at look at the series of Tampa. They did an excellent job of basically pushing the Bruins to the outside. No one would go in front. Absolutely no one. And if you trade away Jake DeBrusque, you're trading away like one of your younger wingers that you you drafted, you're developing, and I'm like, you need those guys. You don't have any of those guys in the system. What are you going to do? Throw Sunishin on the second line? Hey, here you go, man. Like, old power to you. Good luck. And, no, I'm sorry. This is not happening. Yeah, okay. Justin, I like how you brought up going to the paint and how they were, they were kept to the outside the whole time. Jake DeBrusque is the guy I want to go to the paint. I want him to come down the side with that speed and then cut in from time to time, not just try and loop around or, you know, pull up and take a fucking a shot. You know, I want to see him fucking crash the net every once in a while. Um, so – my my bigger thing my bigger thing with the you know we, we need a big guy is pick a course okay uh, this middling area where like you know when we won a cup we were the big bad Bruins and then when we went to a cup against uh, Chicago we were kind of still that and last year we were like the smaller team this year we're like is in between we try to fill holes with uh, Richie and like we're trying to be big with and both small Richies. Yeah, exactly. two Richies they couldn't fill oh, the hole oh god two two Richies no cup right um so <laughs> like that's good. So two riches, uh, no riches. Two riches still poor. Um, but so my, so my, my thing is like this middle area, it's kind of like being, it just, you don't win that way. So either be small and fast so the big teams can't get you or be, you know, big and loafing around the ice. So the small teams just get beat up. Yeah. You know, when you're in this middle area, it just doesn't doesn't work. The very few teams. So Tampa has speed and size. That's just their speed guys are also big. That's just how it happens. You can't do this like, oh, we have small players and big players because they don't work together. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing, Jim. I think I think they need a co- I think they need a combination of both. They don't necessarily need like 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 again like I use the term power forwards kind of loosely here. They don't. They just need some wingers with size who can get to the front of the net. Um, I think undersized wingers, I think just honestly just get worn down in the playoffs. Just really worn down. And as far as the size thing, I'm fine with having like a couple stiffs who like insert themselves physicality. But like at the deadline, 
Richie was like, well, I mean, uh, excuse me, Richie. Sweeney was like, well, hey, here's, a, here's another Richie. I, I, you can't just plug one guy in there well, to throw so, his body so around. I hope it works. I see you, Brett Richie, and I raise you one Nick Richie. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but, 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 That's how Jimmy was gambling, by the way, down in yeah, uh, right. North Carolina or wherever he was. <laughs> oh, no, St. Louis? Yeah. St. Louis, no, no, excuse me. So, so, so the, the thing is, though, you trying to compare Nick Richie to Brett Richie is you just can't do it because Nick Richie is ten times the player that Brett Richie ever will be, never yeah. was because he was True. he's an actual he's an actual prospect. He was actually, he actually supposed to be, made the he actually made the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, I mean, he, he did. I, I mean, he he was supposed to be like the next Ryan Gessler. Like, he was supposed to be that guy. For Anaheim, it just didn't pan out. So you know, you give up, you know, some third line scrub to get actually this guy that you come in here and see if you actually, you know, explode in your roster. You gotta do it. Gotta. Oh, two big stiffs though. My God, watching them skate around is like watching me out there. I just eat shit. <laughs> so you uh, eat shit. I, so I just thought of a player we would be really good for this team. Uh, TJ Brody from the Calgary Flames. You know um, something, Tyler? I have him on my list of possible free agents. Uh, I want to Foley. I want to Foley. To Foley's my number oh, one. Foley's super he's the right there, we there we go. There we go. First. And guys, here's he another one. You got. You may have heard of it. I know he's right shot, but how awesome would it be to have an Alex Petrangelo on your back end? Oh I my God. Jimmy hates that. Jimmy hates oh. Petrangelo. Oh, oh I, I, love, love, I love I love Petrangelo. I love Petrangelo. I love and honestly, I know he's a right shot, but if he could play the left side next to Magaboy or Carlo. Wait Ooh. a second, Jimmy. I, I think I have it on – on audio somewhere that you said oh, no. uh, <laughs> no, no, about no. game seven. Yes. Uh, Truka Rask was a bum because he let that old bastard, I'm, para, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, that no. old bastard Petrangelo put in a weak riff, uh, wrist shot. Yes. I believe that you recently yes. just said those words. And so, <laughs> so, but, so Different. which one is Dip. it? Do you love him or do you hate him? <laughs> I love him as a defenseman. If you're gonna, if you're, if if, if you're gonna lose a cup because Petranzo is gonna be the one to beat you from a backhand, an unscreened shot, you are you. I would have Dan, Dan Vladar on there. At least he's a big body and he's not gonna choke in the game seven. Well, so far we know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, we, all right. we don't know that. Real quick, no, we don't know three, three more Bruins before we really get into the uh, free agents because I, Tyler, I like I like Brody. I was looking at his stats earlier, and then Toffoli, of course, is like the the white wheel that got away at the trade deadline. But do we want to uh, Grizzly back? Yeah, I, I bring him back, of course. You know, so, you only had, I think four, we can try him again. Four goals, seventeen mm. assists, plus fifteen in sixty-eight games. I mean, his cap number is beautiful at one point four. I try him again. I think I think him and McAvoy could play well together. So Krug's gone, but you'll keep the other little guy. Well, so this when is I say little guy is my height. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a big guy to me. Okay, so um, pretty so, sure he's an inch taller than me. <laughs> so my, my 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 thing my thing with uh you know, Grizzlick slash you know Krug is a lot like the whole thing when we had um McQuaid and Kevin Miller. They're identical players, which is why I still get upset that they let uh, Colin Miller go for absolutely nothing to Vegas because he was different. Um, so if you're going to let Krug go, keep Grizzly. If you want to shout out and sign Krug, you got you to move Grizzly. You got to do one or the other. Coolman, do we want – he's a restricted free agent. You sign him. I mean, his cap hit this year was uh, 750000 Six points in 25 games. He was a plus three. Uh, Justin, I know that you feel he's just a one-trick pony. Yep. No, honestly, Dave, it, to me, 
he's again one of those just one-dimensional. He's fast. He's got wheels, but he's a one-dimensional player. Bottom six guy. You can get him for a dime a dozen anywhere. Um, honestly, I, I on our third line, I want a more dominant possession line for sure this year. And and Coleman, like he's a good possessor, can skate, but I, I I want like a you know not only a bigger body, but I just I again those those guys are a dime a dozen. You can you can get them almost anywhere. Um, and Grizzik, I keep him especially if you're leaving Tory Krug. I uh, get Grizzik, but. You can only have one of those guys. I'm sorry. If you're playing defense, you can only have one really undersized defenseman. Keep him on your bottom pairing. Um, yeah. So, but Coleman, no, I, I, I'm, he is what he is. <laughs> it's like when you were in uh, second grade and somebody said that girl liked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cooties, Coleman. Cooties, yeah. Cooties man. <laughs> Jimmy? So, uh, based on the terminology of one-trick pony, I have to go to the other one-trick pony that the Bruins used to have. His name was Frank Vetrano. And, man, <laughs> when he left the Bruins, that he lighted up. Um, so, if you want to come back for the same amount of money, uh, was it uh, – you said seven fifty? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pay him seven fifty on a you know, – Slight raise to a million? Yeah. Uh, you know, 800 whatever. Like, you know, if you want to do that, sure, I'm all about that. But, I mean, I'm just going to – I'm not going to go out of my way to – you know, pay this guy, you know, $2 million to blow him out of the water. If he wants to go, someone to play, go. Right uh, oh, what about Yakin uh, Nordstrom? 48 games, uh, four goals, three assists, minus six. Fourth line keep for him. you. That fourth line's good. They've always been very consistent in most of the games they've played. I'd keep Nordstrom. He has good chemistry with Wagner and uh, Corrali. I don't know if Wagner's signed through next year. Oh, hot, God, I hot, don't want to look. Hey, Go ahead. No, hey, I was a hot take. Norsham was the best player in the playoffs for us. Mm-hmm. Eh, I go with Marshan this year. I go with Marshan. He's my yeah, best player. I'd hit. go Marshan, yeah. and again, I, I think McAvoy put on his big boy pants. So he he definitely did. Um, I, I mean, I mean, Norsham, listen, he plays ass off. But again, I, 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 my fear is like people getting crazy with like bottom six forwards. Um, cause we all know how, what happened on the Shirelli, him signing all these like bottom line guys for like, you know, way too much money. So if he wants to stay at a fairly low price, sure. I'll keep him. If he's yeah, a little bit too pricey. So yeah, risk. that's fair. That's fair. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm cool with that, but anything, anything more than that. And, and it's just like, all right, bye. See you later. We have fourth line. Guys. The Bruins, if anything, have a plethora of fourth line guys in Providence. They can just call up at any time. So I'm Put Sidney right. out there. It's yeah, oh, I, yes. I actually like what I saw from Stidnika in game five. I know you didn't really see too much of him, and we kind of glazed over that fact. But, um, yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on spot track, and I'm on the 2020-2021 Boston Bruins, and there's no money for Coyle, and there's no money for Wagner as far as base salaries. No, so Coyle, Coyle resigned during the – yeah. During he, the, he, he, Coyle got right. an extension. And so did five Wagner. years, right? Yeah, Wagner, Wagner, Wagner got one too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wagner got an extension earlier this year. Okay. He's, All right. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm I'm reading this that. wrong. It's a new website for me. Um, I see that it says cap hits, but it doesn't say base salary. So that's where I was getting confused. Uh, Dave, what about Parland Holmes? What about Parland Holmes? I think you fucking get rid of that guy. That's <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. He's a plug. <laughs> I'm like, who oh the hell is he, he? He's one of them plethora of fourth liners you have. He really didn't. He filled in at, 
pretty well in the playoffs, I thought, considering that everyone on the fourth line seemed to have to go see the school nurse. It, um, it took me <laughs> took me forever to even find out he was on our team. When they kept saying Lindholm, I thought he played for the Lightning. And I, I was, was like, ex- who's who the hell's I was numbers coming into this year, and I was excited to see to see what he would bring. I thought he might have a good opportunity here, and you know, he was as bad as Brett Ritchie. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> and you were <laughs> defending him at Christmas, aren't you? A sweet guy. I think the problem <laughs> with this team is we have too we have too many centermen. Everybody's a fucking centerman. We don't have any right wingers. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And, and we have no we have no left wingers either. Yeah, I mean, I, again, Jake Jabrowski he's like, okay, the stretch, but other than that, we have York no Richie. wingers. Oh, uh, I have a I have Anton a left wing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We don't I, have any left wingers either. I I have a left wing that we can sign in the off if you want to hold off on my 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 go to guy. Wait, is, well, it, is it Mike Coffin? Because he's one guy who I was actually looking at as is I think he's agent. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think he's a free agent. Nice. I don't want Kovalchuk. Kovalchuk's too old. I don't want Kovalchuk at all. Seriously. All right, so obviously we feel like the offense – well, I feel, and I've said it before, but I feel like the offense just can't finish, especially certain points in playoff time. They just – you need more offense. You can't get it. You're only getting it from one line. Who happens to be your first power play line? And the first power play, to me, this is one of Cassidy's downfalls, needs to be mixed up. You're doing the same shit all the time. Uh, and I, I get it. It's hockey. There's only a finite number of things you can do with the puck out there. But Tampa, to me, looked like um, they knew their goaltending and their defensemen knew exactly where you were going to be the entire series. After, especially after the first half of game one, they knew exactly where you were going to be, and that's a problem. Um, they need to score more goals five on five. They had 10 total five on five goals in this series. Uh, compared to uh, they only had 14 even strength goals throughout the entire playoffs, not including the round robin. Um, so, and the defense we were talking about needs to get bigger and tougher. Not just they still need to be fast, but and they need to learn how to clear the neutral zone, especially when they've been on the ice for a little while. Because I can't tell you how many times in this last four games that they just whiffed on trying to get the puck out. So um, I think we all agree that Tyler Toffoli, if we could get him, it would be a nice right way oh, to go alongside Krejci. Oh, he'd be a, such a good mold. Um, he had 44 points this year, 24 goals between. He was in L.A. and traded to Vancouver. Uh, I don't know the splits on that. Um, but his best year was back in 2015 where he had 31 goals, 27 assists, and was a plus 35 in 82 games. And he's only 28 years old. Uh, he just won a cup with. Uh, did the did he win a cup with LA? Yes, he did. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second one. The second one. Okay, I was I was trying to remember exactly, but I I mean he's a he's a good one that Vancouver has. Another one who I've noticed up in Vancouver, um, is, he's a right shot, but he's a D. Is Chris Tanev? Uh, this year he had two goals, 18 assists. He's a plus four and had 159 blocks in 30 games, 30 years old. You're getting much younger than Chara right there. Um, anybody been paying attention to those series out there? I haven't seen either of these two guys playing. I know Toffoli just got back from injury, but he seemed to light it up the other night. Bueller. Crickets. Crickets. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Toffoli, we know what he – I mean, he's – you'd be – perfectly suited for this team. Um, he's almost tailor-made to play next to Krejci, but 
I'm hoping that Krejci's not here next year, so I wouldn't. I'd be looking at playing next to Coyle. Uh, yeah, I want. I want. I want Krejci gone for years. I think oh yeah. I, I think. I, I think he's. I think his best time is behind him. So again, after a great playoff run, it's time to deal with David Krejci. But I don't think that Sweeney will. So that's going back to the Sweeney thing. We're gonna stay off that. But uh, so I would look for a guy who can play with um. Coil and Coil's already that big bodied kind of skill guy, so you don't really need that per se. So I'd be looking to try to get two skilled guys uh, to go to Coil personally. But I mean, if he wants to come here, I'm not going to say no, don't come here. I mean, <laughs> he's really good. Do you have yeah. two guys in mind that you would rather look at? I do have one guy in mind that All would right. be a perfect skilled guy to play with Coil in the second line, and his name is Taylor Hall. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 nah. <I> <laughs> I mean, talk about skill coming out. I mean, hey, he, he, made, he made the second round this year. We can't say he didn't. He never done that. He made it farther than Edmonton ever did. That was because of Phil the Thrill. Well, True. hey, hot dogs annoying you so far. No, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know who else I'd go after. I mean, Tafoli's definitely the most suited Bruin guy out there. Um, uh, probably TJ Brody. That's yeah. really the only one I can think of. Yeah. For defense. He's a left shot defense defenseman. His cap hit this year was four point six five. I assume that he'd be looking for some sort of a raise, so you're still gonna have to pay him five point two, five point two five. Excuse me. I would think um, he had nineteen points, was a plus seven, and had eighty seven blocks. He's again thirty years old. Another reasonable age range right there. You still got him for probably another four or five good years. Before he starts to do the car chara down the mountain, which you know it's been take a chara a long time to get down that mountain, so really can't rag on him. Uh, who, who else, Tyler? Give me another name. Tyler Defoe, of course. He's as I as Jimmy said, he's a suitable asset for the Boston Bruins. That's he, how I feel. You know who else I thought is is again? I'm going to say his name again. Mike Hoffman. I yeah. believe he's uh, yeah. is he a. Yeah. Is he left wing or is he right wing? I can't remember. I think he's right wing. Hold on. I think so he's right wing. Is he a free agent? Uh, I believe he's going to be a free agent, and he's 30 years old, so he's just basically in his prime of his career. Um, he's on the Florida Panthers now. Um, hopefully, like most of those Florida Panthers, they're trying to get out of there because that's such a crap organization. Sorry, Jimmy. Um, but no, no I'm, <laughs> but like, I, I, I'm looking at Mike Hoffman, Tyler Toffoli. Uh, I think he's an absolute, like, bum, but I, I do agree the talent's there with Taylor Hall. So, I mean, if you have a chance of signing him, hey, he's a left wing right there, right behind Marshan. Throw Jake DeBrusque on your third line, like where, he, where I think he should be. Um, but then on D, they need size on the left side. They need size. So, I, oh, my God. Again, I just – I almost want to take my pants off to the thought of Petrangelo coming here. That would be just wild to me. So, that would be awesome. I, I just don't see how it happens for that. I don't he's need a left winger, by the way. Just pulled him up. Hoffman is? Yeah, left winger. Oh, yeah, yes. they, oh there, you go. there you oh, go. Hoffman, Hoffman on your left and then uh, Tafoli on your right. I think that's what, boom, second second ring is right there. So, uh, Hoffman's yeah. making uh, I, got, I, got, I got another game. If you want a good, like, fourth liner instead of Parlenton, probably Mikhail Granlund from the Nashville Predators. That guy is a stud. I think he's more of a third line guy, to be honest, especially this team. Well, hey, if you if you get a guy like Grayland, plug him into your third line because I also oh, agree. Jimmy could be a first liner. Well, listen, get get rid of David Krejci, plug Coyle in your second line center, and then then you get Grayland in there somewhere. So. And you get centers coming up through uh, the system. All right, guys, uh, I'm gonna kind of wrap it up for the season here. I, I love your ideas. I love some of these guys. I want to see some moves. Um, when what the, when does uh 
training camp start? November, I think. Okay, so I want to get back at this in November. I would like to officially see invite you both to join the show full time. Uh, I think we've had a pretty good playoff run, and I want to build on that. Uh, I'm down. Jimmy, I know you're working on your betting stuff, so if you want to come on along and um, do a part time gig, you, you're welcome to do that as well. Yeah, thanks for the invite, guys. Uh, definitely. Awesome. Um, it's been a wonderful season. Thank you both very much for joining us. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. We want to thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been a, a fun ride, and we will talk to you at the yeah. at the end of training camp. Yeah, 25 episodes. Very good run. This would be 26. This would be 26 too. Yep. Our <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> Holmes <end> number. <laughs> uh, that's he's going to be. He's going to be the leading goal scorer next year. Oh, boy. oh man, 25 goals, baby. Come on. <laughs> All right, once again from the Boston Bee Party, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next season. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. One name that I just saw, I love again the uh, dad. Uh, oh, dad, my uh, God, he's a stud. Oh, Dadinoff would be sick. Yeah, he's a stud. Wow. There, there's, there's, there's your right winger. If you want to get someone to go with crazy, there's your right winger. But, right but again, Jimmy, this comes back. I don't have faith in Don Sweeney to sign these guys. I have a feeling the same core is going to be back, and he's going to just try again to throw these like, crappy players and be like, all right, here we go. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sorry. I don't have any faith. But anyway, Dave, thank you. Uh, and Tyler, thank you guys so much for having me. You guys are kind of like making a little bit of a dream come true for me right now. So I would love to join you guys full time for sure. So, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's I think it's added to it as opposed to just two guys. It's actually more of a party now. There's four of us, you know. Yeah, we're talk, yeah. We're talking over each other. We're laughing at Jimmy's stupid takes. Hey, you know. You oh, the Panthers, baby! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, Jimmy. Hey, no, hey, uh, the Avs are up right now, so they're about to force a game seven potentially, which means so phenomenal. Got a fucking game seven. Seriously. Bro, imagine they come back for a game seven. That'd be pretty sick. That would be such a Tyler Sagan way to go up 3 1 and end up blowing it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes David McCann look like a fucking goat, though. Oh, God, he's so good. Oh, he's so good. That's going to make David McCann look like a fucking goat. But see, that's who you should have as a top line center. You know what I mean? That guy, point. Like, you know, and like, I'm sorry. I love Bergeron, but this is not explosive. Bergeron slowed down, and again, if you had gone straight through the season, you probably would have been hearing about a toe and growing again. So, uh, yeah. you heard you heard you heard rumors of it, anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's just a it's formality, uh, foregone conclusion. <laughs> yeah, it's formality. It's like the one guy we forgot <laughs> to talk about too was Kevin Miller. Do we want him back if he can actually nope. skate, or is he nope, gone? nope, nope, yeah. nope? He's I, done. I, I thought he retired. I did too. I mean, not not. I didn't hear anything. I just thought he was, you know. In a ditch somewhere. I don't know. No idea. Honestly, yeah. for, for, for his sake, he should. The poor guy has had how many knee surgeries? He's still bounding back. He's got to like chill out before he. I feel like, bad for him. I do for him. He will for his life. He made two point five to to rehab all year. So um, yeah, I think he should be. I mean, it's too bad. The guy's still pretty young, only thirty one years old. But and I like his game too. I really do. So it's kind of a bummer. But like the guy, he's he's toast. You, yeah, missed, see, that, you missed the heaviness from him this year. That's 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 the big body guy that I like. If you're gonna have a big body guy, put him on the D at least, because then at least he can smash the people in the back end.
Oh, we didn't even talk about that bullshit hit that McAvoy took. Oh, how egregious was that? I am sorry. That's oh, crazy. my God. Especially after the one uh, after Richie gets the five-minute major called on him when the, there was no ref with his hands up. Yeah, that uh, was... 100 minute by, so we might cut off at any time. But uh, I just thought that was kind of fucking ridiculous. The no, they, refs uh, were terrible. John Cooper was, had the refs in his pocket, I guarantee you. Oh, Jesus. yeah. He was in the fucking ref room before and after every period with his fucking on his knees. Oh, I hate John Cooper, too. He's such a <laughs> ass. Uh, no, I hate Pat Maroon. Oh, him too. Patrick Maroon. Oh, man. Yeah. I never Wagner, talked about him. He was a dick. Oh, Wagner should have taken his kneecaps out or something like that. Like, Jesus. Islanders are a sneaky, really hot team. I, got, I thought they just matched up well against the Caps. But, man, they're just a good team. 